Welcome, everyone, and thank you for taking the time to join our August edition of the Independent Contractor, Your Voice is Heard. This is the call where your members or members of your support team discuss pertinent topics and afterwards take your calls to answer questions. A podcast recording of this call will be available within a couple of weeks on both iTunes and the website cfi.drive.com slash podcast. I would like to remind all professional drivers to avoid distracted driving and only participate on this call if it is safe to do so. Not all the information on this call will apply to employees of independent contractors. If we run out of time to answer all questions today, or you think of a question later, please email communications at cfidrive.com. Once more, that is communications at cfidrive.com. All right, so uh, I'm going to hand it over right now to Chip Corley, our uh, L&D Specialist Lead Senior. He's going to give us today's safety message. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, driving and weather conditions that aren't favorable for you to be out there driving in, whether it be uh, high wind, heavy rain this time of year, and snow and ice, of course. You know, if weather can, we believe in safety here at CFI. You know, we don't just talk about safety, we walk it. And if weather conditions aren't favorable for you to be out there driving, we expect you guys to get pulled over, find a safe place to park, get a hold of operations, just let us know. You are the captain of your ship out there. Only you can determine when it's safe to drive and when it's not safe. And there's nobody in operations that's going to tell you to keep pushing on if you don't feel like it's safe to do so. So get pulled over, find a safe place to park, and just communicate with us. And that's my safety message. Hey, Chip, excellent. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, you doing that. Next we're going to introduce uh, is our guest speaker, Chad Brunsman with True North Companies. He'll discuss uh, open enrollment. Chad? All right. Well, thank you guys for letting me participate here today. So one of the reasons I'm joining is that CFI is doing their annual open enrollment period for the True Choices Benefits Program. Um, that does officially kick off here August 20th. It goes through September the 19th. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start by just giving you guys our 800 number that you can call in to speak with an advisor. I'll uh, probably end my segment giving this number again, but the, to call in and talk to an advisor, it's 1-800-877-9637. And what the True Choices uh, Benefits Program is, it is specifically designed for independent contractors and owner-operators. Um, we're fortunate to have the partnership with CFI here where they do allow for you to select benefits and pay through your weekly settlement deductions. Uh, what the program consists of, there's a total of eight different benefits. Uh, we do limited medical, dental, vision, uh, two supplemental plans, one's for accidental injuries, one for critical illnesses. Uh, there's also disability income, life insurance, and then an identity theft protection uh, program as well. So each one of our policies is independent from one another. So each driver can pick and choose what applies to them and what doesn't. Um, 
that's kind of the brief overview of it. And like I said, best thing is if you've got any questions whatsoever, um, call in, speak to one of our advisors here on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I'll end here again with that 800 number one more time. That's going to be 1-800-877-9637. Thank you, guys. Okay, great. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate it. Uh, my next, uh, next introduction is from Mike Pins, our Senior Vice President of Sales and Operations. He's going to give us a little update on the current state of the industry. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. It's pretty soggy here in Joplin. It's been raining for, like, what, 36 hours straight? I feel like, uh, you know, it should be duck hunting or something. But um, let's talk about the business. Uh, First, I'll start with just a high-level market trucking industry update. Um, in general, prices are down. Rates are under a lot of pressure right now. I spend a lot of time out with uh, customers and talking to our customers and meeting with them. And not to you know be too um, sensitive to our customers, but they are under tremendous pressure to get their prices down. You know, we were just with a. a you know, one of the largest retailers in America just last week, and it was obvious that they're going through transformational change because they have to keep up with the likes of Amazon. So don't don't take me wrong. I don't feel too sorry for them, okay, but maybe just a little. Um, but our customers are going through a lot of uh, a lot of change right now. And how that impacts us is at the very highest levels of our customers, they're expecting their transportation spend to go down. Uh, it went up quite a bit last year. I'm sure all of you as business owners pay attention to what's going on quite closely. So last year, rates generally went up. Uh, this year, rates are generally going down and going down pretty quickly. Spot market is off almost 20% year over year. Contract rates a couple to 3% down year over year. So that's across the whole industry. That's not CFI specific. So at the same time that uh, rates are coming down, uh, generally speaking, the shippers are also not as cooperative as they were last year when it comes to other stuff like uh, computing fuel surcharge and the MPG that goes into it, uh, time of payment. Uh, many customers are taking this opportunity to try to um, elongate payment terms, for instance, going from 30 days to 60. And uh, that's certainly not a good thing for us. So we're seeing behaviors like that as well. Um, and the cost area, which is the other you know, part of our, our component in this business, uh, costs are generally up. Um, any of you that pays attention to pump prices, uh, toll costs, price of tires, insurance, labor costs, cost of equipment, all of that is up, every single one. And so at a time in which prices are going down, our costs are flat or up across the industry. Now, here at CFI, you know, I'll talk about us in a little bit. Um, I think we we probably fight these battles a little bit better than the the average bear. So there is you know a silver lining to these conditions. I think we we fare better than most because we're very very serious and uh, intentional on our decisions here. And so I think we're doing okay. And I'll share some of that with you in a minute. 
Uh, in terms of capacity across the trucking industry, um, unfortunately, it's up year over year. Matter of fact, Greg and I just, we did comparative analysis across all of the major public carriers in our industry, and we compare, you know, ourselves to many of their key um, performance indicators. And Greg and I were both so surprised to see that second quarter over second quarter of last year, many of the most notable carriers that that you see every day out over the road were up 100, 200, 300, 400 trucks from this same time in second quarter of last year. And so when when the overall freight environment is flat to slightly down and trucks are up a couple of percent, clearly that's what's driving the uh, the rate pressure that we're experiencing right now. So that's what's, at a high level, that's what's going on in the industry. Now, there are some things that are going to happen in the next, say, uh, fourth quarter and first quarter of next year that should influence the amount of available capacity. There are three regulations that, that will directly hit it, and one we're, we're right in the throes of going to ELDs from AOBRs. That should, you know, pull down some capacity. It should tighten up some productivity. So that'll be a help. And it'll level the playing field. Um, so everybody's on a, uh, under the same conditions when it comes to hours of service and uh, logging devices. The other one that's uh, coming up uh, in the first quarter of next year is called the entry driver uh, training uh, requirement, entry-level driver training, and that's where new drivers into the industry will be required to go to certified schools, and those schools will be held to a high standard, and drivers can no longer go directly to the DMV to get their CDL, which means everybody that used to go directly to the DMV will now have to go through a certified school, so that'll create some choke points, as you might expect, and it'll cause the the, the costs for those schools to go up. Again, driving some people away. So new entrants, I think, will be uh, a little tighter than they were before, or at least a little slower to come on. The third item that takes effect in Q1 is the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. And again, this is a good thing, just as the other two were. We're in full support. Um, this is where all trucking companies are required to report their uh, drug and alcohol tests, whether it's uh, new employment or randoms, to a centralized clearinghouse where those records will be retained. And unfortunately, all of us are well aware that there is a small percentage of drivers who um, perhaps don't... Um, don't follow the uh, the laws of the land in regards to controlled substances, and those individuals over the next 12 months will likely be caught and exited from the business, or they will exit themselves because they know that they can't continue with the behavior that they had before. So those three things all promote safety, and all will tighten up available capacity. So I do think that within uh, two to three quarters, we'll begin to feel capacity tightening, tightening up, and many of our competitors, like CFI, have held back growing or will hold back growing and begin to net down a little bit and uh, try to level out the available capacity to, again, tighten up availability. So that's really at the macro what we're anticipating is happening. Now, here at CFI, 
Um, our number one objective is to run a safe operation. Regardless of market conditions, regardless of the economy, that's our number one goal. Matter of fact, it's not even objective, it's our core value. So that has not changed. So we're not taking any shortcuts when it comes to safety. As a matter of fact, we're ramping things up. Number two, our number two objective is to fill the freight bucket because right now we're running less build miles with the same number of trucks than we ran last year. There's no doubt about it. We have less freight in the bucket than we did last year at this time for essentially the same amount of trucks. And we haven't added, really. We're about flat year over year. So we've got work to do, and we're fighting through all the conditions that we just talked about. And so our number two objective is freight. Find freight that works. Find freight that keeps our network together and keeps everybody fed. And that's our number two objective. Our number three objective is to run an efficient and low-cost business. And so all three of those you play a role in. You can help us identify freight, you can help us run safely, and you can help us run low-cost and efficient. Matter of fact, we're, we're encouraging you and counting on you to do so. So that's really what's going on right now. We're doing our level best to preserve our profits so we can continue to uh, um, reinvest in the business as we have for the last two years. I, I think everyone would easily be able to point to a half a dozen or a dozen things we've done to take whatever profits we've made and plow them right back into the business. So we have a strong, stable, uh, durable, uh, long-lasting quality organization, and, and hopefully all of you see that. So that's really what's going on right now is we're fighting through the same conditions that many carriers are uh, are fighting through, and I think we're doing a pretty decent job, but we're certainly not going to lay back because the second half of this year is very likely to be at least as difficult, if not more difficult, than the first half. So we need everybody's uh, best effort to run safe, run low cost, be productive. And that's really the deal. So back to you, Drew and Brett. Great, appreciate it, Mike. Really good information. Kind of reminds me a little bit of macroeconomics back mm -hmm. in college, supply and demand. So good stuff to, to hear again. Hey, I'm going to hand it over to Drew Patterson, our operations manager. He's going to uh, share a little bit of information with us on ELDs and contract renewals that are coming up. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in. Hope you're being safe out there and hands-free. Um, like Mike did mention, the ELDs and CFI has begun to transition to the ELD platform. <coughs> October 31st is when we'll be fully migrated to ELDs. It'll be an over-the-air update that goes to your PeopleNet tablet after you've gone through our ELD training class. We offer the classes Monday through Friday at 10. Class size is limited, so please get with them with the training department with your fleet supervisors so they can get your time scheduled. And the sooner the better, I think, to get that done. Also, like Brett said, the contract renewal is coming up. Uh, you should be getting that in the first part of November. Um, it's important that you get it back to us as soon as you can. We're going to have a deadline December 6th to get it back to us. Um, and on a couple other quick points I want to make, if you're not already using the uh, Catscale and Transflow app, those are both great time savers and both are very easy to use. Time saving will come into real benefit once we migrate to ELDs. Um, if you have any questions over those, you can get with your fleet supervisor and they can help get you set up on those. And also on July 31st, the USDOT announced an increase in the fines for trucking violations across the board. 
They went up just over a percent, which doesn't seem like too much money, but fines are already costly, so following the rules and regulations of the road will keep more money in your pocket. And on the final note, safety, like Mike mentioned again, is our core value, so it's very important that we're always safe out there. Um, overall, our independent contractors are the safest drivers inherently on our fleet. Um, accidents do happen, though, and we want you to be aware of that and very mindful um, that it's very costly for all parties involved. So speaking on that, I'm going to turn it over to Andy Stander for our Senior Manager of Safety so we can talk a little more about that. Thanks, Drew. And uh, Ben, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, safety is our, our number one thing here. Without it, uh, nothing else really matters, does it? So um, I want to give just a quick update on how CFI is performing. In that regard, we've had some, uh, we've had a few uh, uh, headwinds, but we've uh, had some nice tailwind too. And one of those um, is the hard work that you folks do every day with your dedication to safety, and that's our CSA Unsafe Basic Score. Uh, we're at the lowest level there we've been in the last two years, so congratulations to uh, our driving uh, family out on the road. Uh, you're, you're making that happen. So uh, we've got a lot of work to do on there, so let's uh, continue to work together to drive that down. So um, on the more challenging side, um, our, our DOT um, accidents this year seem to be creeping upward just a little bit, and that's comparative to last year. So we're still doing a pretty darn good job. But last year was a, just a record-breaking year for CFI on that front. And why do we talk so much about DOT recordable crashes? Well, as you all know, those are the ones that affect and change lives. So um, my advice today to, um, to our drivers is to always keep in mind three necessary things that you have to have while you're driving. Space. you got to have space to maneuver the vehicle away from conflict. Avoid distractions at all costs and look as far down the road as possible. When another motorist takes your space cushion away, act quickly to get it back. You can always control that space in front of your vehicle. Ask yourself, can I stop? It takes a second to recognize a hazard, another second to react to the hazard, and then a third second for the air brakes on your truck to engage. If you're following somebody at less than three-second following distance, where's your out? The second one's visibility. you got to have visibility to detect danger early. Always position your vehicle where you can see clearly. Uh, this helps you be aware of potential conflict sooner. Avoid traveling in packs and, and becoming uh, boxed in by other motorists whenever possible. Never let your vehicle travel over any pavement your eyes haven't traveled first. And lastly, you need time. Space and visibility give you the time that you need to react to volatile and complex driving environments. When you drive protectively with adequate space around your vehicle and maintain excellent visibility, you'll always have time to steer clear of danger. So keep up the good work out there. Keep safety your uh, top priority. And if there's anything that we can ever do to, to help you succeed in that regard, give us a call. Brett? We are very close to our segment for questions and answers, but one more note from Mike Hens. Yeah, I just wanted to pile on with uh, with what Andy said, and he said it extremely well. It's that it's it's our it's our responsibility and our privilege to keep other people safe while we're driving and doing the job that we do out there on the road. And and I realize that the conditions upon which we do it are always changing and certainly are not easy. 
Um, but I do want to bring up to everyone, even though owner-operators are typically amongst the safest um, drivers that, that are out there, just last week we had two very serious, serious accidents involving two of our owner-operators where, to be quite honest, they let their guard down. They weren't paying attention to what was happening around them. And by the grace of God, people didn't get killed. So no matter how long you've been doing it, this is a really good wake-up call to all of us to not take shortcuts, not be overconfident, and it's our obligation to keep the people around us safe. It's our privilege to protect others. And uh, one individual didn't see the person stopping in front of them and hit them at speed, highway speed. That person very seriously injured, but will survive. In another case, the driver cut the corner very, he was moving quickly, he cut the corner really quick and pretty much destroyed the front of another guy's truck. And it was new. And again, both highly experienced drivers let their guard down, got distracted, and could have very well ended somebody's life. So don't think that, that this is just um, something we talk about to make ourselves feel good. This is something that we all take extremely seriously, and uh, we just really need your help to not only double down on your own driving um, behavior and, and, um, and skills, but also, you know, there's other people on the road, and there's fellow drivers that you could help. And when you have an opportunity to do so, uh, please take that opportunity. Keep each other and all of us safe. All right, Mike, thank you for sharing that. Good information to put everybody here. Hey, James, we are now ready for the live question segment. If I know you had shared those once before, but if you don't mind, please uh, remind us once more of the rules of engagement, please. Certainly. All right, so at this time, I would like to remind everyone, in order to ask a question, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star one, and please wait for your name to be announced. Thank you. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Robert Castaneda. Your line is open. Hey, Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Um, I just got two little quick questions, actually. One is, what day is that five mile an hour uh, drive thing going to change on our, on our tablet? And the second one is, I know freight's kind of down right now, but are you guys, I've asked it over the last couple of years, working on getting either dedicated out of the Southwest or uh, Southwest Regional? Hey, Robert, uh, Andy here with the Safety Department. I just want to talk real quick about the, uh, I presume you're talking about the ELD that's uh, upcoming. So uh, as a company, we plan to be uh, migrated over to that uh, by the end of October. Um, and the five miles per hour threshold you're, you're uh, talking about there is mandated by the FMCSA to calculate drive time on the ELD. So uh, if you got any question with that, uh, give us a call. We'd be glad to talk a little bit more about that with you anytime. Uh, on the uh, on the operation side, 
Hey, Robert. Good afternoon. This is Dustin. So I'll take part two of the question around uh, dedicated for the Southeast. So, um, Southwest. Southwest. Um, right, he's got that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what I'll tell you is that we're continuously reviewing bids that come into our bid department from customers. Our sales managers are aggressively out there selling right now as my mission. We're trying to fill the network up with more opportunities. Today, I am not aware of any opportunities in house for Southwest dedicated, but that doesn't mean that wouldn't change in the future if an opportunity would be uh, would be prospected by our sales team or we would have a customer approach to that opportunity. So, not aware of anything today, but it doesn't mean it wouldn't happen again uh, in the future. So, um, and Mike's reminding me, we do have perhaps some opportunities that may come up uh, from Laredo uh, back to the Carolinas. Um, we're still working on closing that deal uh, with our sales team, but it looks very favorable uh, with an existing customer that we have. So uh, stay tuned on that, and, and uh, hopefully more good news to report on that front. All right, and on that, just for that ELD again, for that five mile an hour, do you guys have a date when that's going to start? Yeah, we have already started migrating drivers. We're um, about 140, 150 trucks in right now today. Um, uh, you know, if you want to get a head start on that, you're welcome to stop by Joplin any time you're through, and uh, we can we can explore that a little bit further. But again, we'll be we'll be completed with this by Halloween, October 31st. Andy, is it right that if Robert were to come in to say Joplin and get the training 10 o'clock Monday through Friday here in Joplin, when Robert left, he would be con converted that same day or the next day. That's correct. Right. So, Robert, it's really up, up to, you, to us to get you in here over the next few weeks. As soon as you're trained up, you'll be converted over. Um, all right, then. Thank you. Yep. Take it easy. Hey, Robert. Thank you. Thanks on, Robert. Thanks. We'll give room for one more if somebody has one. All right. Oh, I'm seeing another question. It's comes from the line of Brenda Smith. Your line is open. Uh, you guys caught my attention with the um, dedicated from Laredo to, to uh, you say Carolinas, north or south? Yes, uh, so this is Dustin. Um, so uh, as, as I mentioned, we have an opportunity that we're currently working through our sales team with a customer. So it's still in the uh, what I would call the bidding stages. We're doing some uh, some pricing analysis on it as well, and so we have not closed it yet. We're not sure exactly what the volumes look like, uh, but that is correct. There is an opportunity that we're we're currently working through. Yes, and would that be North Carolina or South Carolina or both? Uh, it would be North Carolina primarily, and it would be uh, back and forth to Laredo. Maybe some stops in between in, in Texas, but it was final in Laredo. Okay, and the the training to which you are referring would be what? Hey, this is Andy. Um, so we will have a lot of different resources that we're putting at this. Um, everything from face-to-face uh, -face with a safety instructor. Uh, there will be a series of videos that will be accessible. Um, you know, whatever it takes, uh, we're throwing a lot of different resources at that, but the, the main impetus is going to be um, a classroom-style format, hands-on. We have uh, 
PeopleNet tablet set up at every at every desk in that room, so everybody can experience in a in a development world before we have to go on the road and do it for real. Okay. Now, being that it would be dedicated as far as an individual's time off, I'm assuming it says there'll be multiple drivers that different drivers will cycle in and out, so of course people would be able to have adequate home time. Yeah, so again, is that is uh, that's a really great question, and um, as I alluded to, we're still working on understanding what the actual volumes look like. But okay. you know, typically how we we've worked that in the past is that we like for the drivers that are involved in the dedicated to live somewhere within that loop, if not on one end or the other. Um, but that's traditionally how we we try to manage the dedicated, and the reason why we do that is so we can do just what you asked, is that we're able to afford time off, um, you know, where it's close to, close to your home, and it makes sense to do that because it's within the loop or on the origin or destination end. Mm -hmm. So being from Georgia, then that would pretty much kick me out of that loop. Well, it depends. Uh, um, I guess it would depend on what, what part of, you know, where you lived at in Georgia, um, you know, and... Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, we, that's traditionally how we've managed it in the past, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the opportunity. Okay. And you say Monday through Friday, uh, pretty much any time would be all right to come in and, and, and get that training through Joplin as a possibility? Uh, we do the training in the morning. Um, but, you know, we're, we're available uh, during normal business hours throughout the day to help with whatever we need. So usually at 10 o'clock, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, is the actual training right. class. Okay. All righty. I appreciate it. Take care you. now. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Your next question comes from the line of Dorman Shaw. Your line is open. Hey, Dorman. Norman. Hi, guys. Uh, you, you sparked that interest. So you're saying to get the ELD training, we have to route through Joplin? Uh, in the here and now, yes. As we as we move a little bit further down the road, we'll we'll be out at some remote locations and other parts of the, through the at terminals and 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 dedicated areas and such. Yes. Uh, okay. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks. All right, Norman. Your next question comes from the line of Rudy Cordero. Your line is open. Hey, Rudy. Hey, Rudy. Rudy, are you there? You on mute, buddy? Yeah, I had you guys on mute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how are you all doing? Hey, uh, so my question is, my question is, in regards to to freight, I know it's, it's kind of slow right now. It's understandable, right? I've been in the business for you know for years now, but when my I came into CFI due to the fact that you know it was not a forced dispatch company. Uh, this past year, year and a half, it starts to feel like a, it's been a forced dispatch company in regards that they'll force you a load, right? And you know. If it doesn't benefit you, because sometimes it has too much time, you know, we, we do run a little bit quicker than the independent contractors. Uh, as for me, I communicate a lot, 
and I let them know I'm going to be ahead of time there. Or, but you know, sometimes, you know, that communication just stays with the planner, uh, not with the planner, but with your, I guess, your IC personnel that that I deal directly with, and it doesn't really get to the planner, right? So. You know, I'm thinking by the time it gets to a plan, it's like a third-party conversation. Everything changes, and they'll plan you something that you're really not looking to go into that area or really, you know, there's no relay point. And, you know, how how can we, like, when we go to Laredo, they, you know, they ask you, hey, you know what, you know, where do you want to go? I got this, this, and this, delivers us all, all time. You know, I, I I get to El Paso, that the same thing happens. But it, it happens where I go, you know, I call Joplin and, you know, it, they'll put you a load and then, you know, you refuse it. Now they take you off the board. And, you know, by the time you get on the board again, now you got other trucks. You know, it's a lot easier if they, you know, you know, if they have access or they can assign the load or, you know, it would, it would, do away with all this third-party conversation, you know, if they were actually able to do that, or we can deal directly with a planner up there just for ICs, you know. Yeah. Hey, Rudy, this is Dustin. So, excellent question. I appreciate you asking that. So, let me clarify for you that uh, this is not a forced dispatch environment that, that we operate in, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a couple of points uh, to the top of the call, and Mike talked about it about, you know, we're seeing a much softer freight environment here in 2019 than we had last year. And one of the differences um, as a result of of this environment we're in is we don't necessarily have as much choice uh, when it comes to load offerings that we have available. So, um, you know, if we plan you on a load and it may be something that isn't necessarily a load you want to haul or or it is a fit for you, you know, we'll take that load off but there may not be a lot of other options at certain times in certain markets. And one of the things we've seen this year is that, you know, last year we had the opportunity to pre-book a lot of freight, meaning that we could book stuff three, four, five days out and, and be oversold in most markets. This year we, don't, we haven't seen as much, uh, as much um, of an advantage in that area where we're having to book a lot of same-day freight. So, you know, we're trying to do our best to give people loads and miles. They may not always be exactly what uh, what you would choose or like, uh, but at the end of the day, our objective is to try to prevent as much idling and sitting and, and to give opportunity to, to run miles. The other thing I would add on to that, too, is that we, we do plan our independent contractor group separately from our company drivers. And so we have a planner uh, that is positioned with the independent contractor team. And what what that planner is doing is she is learning and working with your fleet supervisor about the lanes that you like to haul, where you like to go, uh, kind of some of the things that you view as a priority in the freight you like to move. So we are doing our best to try to match the freight to those preferences. But again, I would I would add that you know, given the softer freight environment we've seen this year, we haven't had as much opportunity uh, with a lot of choices uh, in in a lot of cases today. And a lot of it, again, has been more last minute as we're booking loads same day and trying to make markets. Yeah, no, and that's understandable. You know, like I, I speak for myself. You know, I try to communicate. Let's say, you know, for example. You know, uh, the last time I, I try to let them know, hey, I'm, you know what, 
I'm going to take two days off in so-and-so location. You know, what do you have for that following day? Like that, it gives them room so they can plan all the other trucks ahead of time, you know, and I can actually focus on moving out and, and getting to my destination early, you know. And, and then uh, so it comes to the point where, you know, I won't say names, but it's come to the point where they want to negotiate on running empty miles. You know, well, I'll plan you that load, but you got to, you know, add no pay to that location. You know, uh, you know, how is how is that uh, doable? Uh, well, on your and part? so that's part of yeah, that's that's part of that. Um, you know, we're we're providing what we're what we're going to do is to try to provide you a load option, and if that's something that you choose not to haul, then what we're doing is we're saying, okay, we're willing to reposition you. But, um, you know, we're not going to pay all the miles to reposition you to choice, choice number two. So, um, you know, it, in, a, in a perfect world, and, and unfortunately, we, it, we, we wish it worked like this. We wish we had the right load for the right scenario at the right time in the right market. But, you know, it doesn't always, it's not always as perfect and, and uh, exact as we would like for it to be. But with all that said, I certainly understand your position and, and where, what your, your thoughts are on this. And the other thing I would add, too, is, you know, Mike talked earlier about managing costs appropriately in our business. And so, you know, we're trying to do that as well. And I know that, you know, as a business owner yourself, you're very focused on, on managing your, your costs at the same time. So um, it's a partnership. We've got to work together uh, as, we, as we work through this, uh, understanding every scenario is not going to be perfect each and every time. Yeah. That's just, you know, for example, let's say on today's load, right? They had me till tomorrow. I delivered it today, but, you know, they wanted me to pick up something till tomorrow at, you know, at almost 1,400, 1,500 hours. You know, so you sit here on a 24 hours waiting for on the load, you know, so, you know. But, but for example, like, like that declined it because I got to take care of some situations up here. I'm planning on moving to a different location, so. But, I, you know, I communicated with that with them. But, you know, I try to tell them, so, for example, you know, if I wanted something for Monday, hey, is there something available? Like that, they can call the trucks ahead of time or whatever they come, got come in in the area, and I can start moving out for something on Saturday or Sunday. You know, so. Rudy, Rudy, your your points are, are all great. And, again, we're, we're very open, honest, and candid in how, we, in how we manage these situations and scenarios. And so um, – we appreciate the question, and, and I tell you what we'll do is, uh, you know, to maybe give you a little more perspective and dialogue on it, we'll have someone in our our IT team reach out to you, and uh, we'll be happy to walk through so, walk through some of this even further. Sound good? That'll work. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks thanks for your call, Rudy. Thanks for your feedback. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good. Thank you, guys. Take care. We have a follow-up question from Robert Castaneda. Your line is open. Hey, Robert. Hi, guys. Uh, me again. Now, Rudy uh, reminded me of something I had forgot about. Um, when I first became uh, an owner of three years ago, uh, my fleet manager used to be able to look at the unassigned un- loads and give me options while I was on the phone with him. Um, in the last year and a half or two, um, apparently when we call dispatch, they're not, either they're not giving us or they tell us that they got to go see a planner 
that they no longer have access to some of those loads. Um, it was a lot easier when, you know, when the fleet manager could just right there look up unassigned loads and communicate directly with us, like Rudy said, instead of talking to our fleet manager or our fleet team, then they got to go talk to the planner, then they got to come back to us. It does make it a lot harder for us. And I got a friend that works at another company where he says they send them a couple options and they just let them choose. Instead of, yeah, it's saying send you one, and if you don't want it, you got to sit there and wait for the other one. For him, they just send up like two, three options. He chooses it and rolls out with it. Hey, hey, Robert, this is Brett. Let me, I think this is exactly almost a little bit of the same information you just heard from Dustin and Mike, and one of that is the, the freight market has something to do with that. But the other piece is that, uh, the fleet supervisors are not responsible for managing costs in a in a certain market. Um, that responsibility typically lies on a load planner in that area. The exception to that is that we do, like Dustin said, we have a a, a specific planner for um, the independent contractor group. However, when freight also gets soft, uh, that also limits the opportunities that uh, and I'll. Courtney is the planner's name, but that Courtney actually has available to go out and plan. So we try to make sure that uh, we manage cost uh, and our empty miles, and we have to also make sure we protect service, that we want to keep those customers that are keeping us busy happy. And so there's a lot of that that's into balance as well. Um, but we have, we have actually uh, tried to remove some of that planner um, authority to go in there and plan some freight to put a few controls in there, but that's why we've given it to Courtney and then there's one other member of the independent contractor team that does that just to make sure that um, everybody is kind of following by the same rules. Um, so the other thing I wanted to add too, just to the previous caller is that obviously no, we're not forced dispatch for independent contractor group. So we're going to give you based on what you've asked for or Anything close to that, we'll try to give you that first opportunity. And if it is something you don't want, you have every right to say, I, I don't want that load. There's not a penalty for it. Immediately after that, we get back with Courtney, and we look to find if there are any other opportunities we can offer to you um, guys to see if it will keep you rolling. And if there's not anything, then, again, that's still your choice. Um, and that choice gets into play where you can choose to go some to another market at your cost. Um, or you can choose to wait until the next day until something more specific or to your liking actually comes in there, and, and that is something we do as well. We don't penalize people and take them off the ready board. Um, one thing we may do is that if we've given you several choices for the day and based on what's left in there to, uh, for freight uh, to choose from and you don't like anything, we may actually take you off the board only because showing you available continues to play games with our planning software and it shows that you're still an option out there willing to take any of those loads and it may continue to suggest you on the same loads over and over again we don't we don't want that as well but then we keep in our our back pocket hey this is what you know robert or um rudy. yeah rudy was talking about in the past uh hey they're looking for this and if something pops up typically courtney will work alongside the other planners to say if you have an opportunity to come in that's brand new, I have someone looking for this as well. And so um, that's kind of
kind of how that works. That help, Robert? I might have lost Robert. Yeah. I think Robert's up. You said it really well, though. Here. Do we have any other callers? Your next question comes from the line of Cartrell James. Your line is open. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Hey, uh, is there, I heard a rumor that Red losing some business from Michaels. Is that true? Yeah, we did We did lose a little business from Michaels. It was they put all their business out to bid, and, and we lost some. Uh, I know in the Jackson. It was about price. It, it was all about price, just like I talked about at the beginning. They they found somebody to do it cheap. Uh, I know in the Jacksonville area, they're opening up a, a Wayfair uh, distribution center. So maybe we should talk to those guys. It's supposed to be opened up uh, the beginning of next year. Yeah, matter of fact, our VP of sales was at Wayfair's headquarters just, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? And uh, they love us. We've already started doing business with them. We think they have a, a lot of potential. Oh, okay. That'll work. Keep up the good job. Thank you. We'll keep you busy. I don't care what nobody says. I love it here. Good. <laughs> Great. We love to hear that. We're, we're glad you're here, man. Keep up the good work, Gartrell. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Again, if you would like to ask a question, simply press start and the number one on your telephone keypad. <laughs> there are no further questions at this time. You may continue. Okay, James, I think we'll actually end our uh, Your Voice is Heard call today. Thank you, everyone. Again, this concludes uh, the second quarter. Your voice is heard. Call for our independent contractors. Do remember that additional questions can still be submitted to communications at cfidrive.com, and the podcast recording will be available on both iTunes and the website, cfidrive.com slash podcast within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that as well. <laughs>